Okay, cool. Um, Sean, do you have to do you have to head yeah, off? Yeah, I'm gonna have to head off. Okay, now, Sean. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank, but just before you go, tell us what you've seen. In the okay, um, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Never Did go we back. talk about that? Yeah. I think we spoke about that the last yeah. time. Oh, yeah. yeah, and we've spoken about Inferno. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. we've spoken about all the ones that. Yeah, um, we, but what, yeah. Uh, what was the other one? What's more recent? That's probably that was probably. Did you see I Daniel? Yeah, always I Daniel Blake, but. I yeah, did we talk about I, Daniel? We didn't talk about it because no, we spoke about when we spoke about Kes with yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we were talking about Kes. Yeah, no, um, I, Daniel Blake, good movie, worth watching. Cool. Doctor so. Strange, you saw? Oh, Doctor Strange, yeah, but I will let you guys talk. Okay, about we, that. We, I love. We I just have a quick mention, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but parts of it made me think, yes, good movie, um, and but I need to watch it again. All right, cool. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Thank okay. you very much, Thank Sean. You, See you later. Yeah, bye. 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 And as Sean leaves, we will just sort of say, like, this is a section of the show in which we think that, or well, you guys are in the hospital at the moment, and we know that you're going to leave soon. You're going to leave soon. You're going to get home. And while you're getting better, what better way than to do that than to do it with a movie? So we have gone and watched the dross and the good stuff that's actually on at the cinema at the moment. And this is a section of the show. So what was that, Sean? No, I'm just saying... Bye. Okay, bye. All right, so it's a it's a we've gonna watch the good and the bad that's out of the cinema at the moment, and we will let you know what we think, and hopefully, maybe that will help you save some money and time in what you go watch. So, Saren, what have you seen? I have seen uh, three. I've seen in the last um, week or so. Yep. I saw Doctor Strange. Yes. I saw uh, The Light Between Oceans. Yep. And I saw a street cat named Bob. Ooh, cool. Okay, so... A bit of a mixture. Let's kick off with Doctor Strange, because Doctor uh, we've Strange. also seen this. Yeah, we've, we've Marvel, both seen this. Marvelverse. So this is Marvel. This is the 14th movie. <gasps> the 14th movie that Marvel have made. This is Doctor Strange, and this is the first time when they go also of magical and mystical yes. and all that. And I... Well, and I have to say, because... I've been a Marvel fan since I was a kid. I mean, I even before I realized that there was there was a difference between DC and Marvel, I found myself being drawn more towards the Marvel characters because I just felt that like they were a bit more real. <laughs> and and I love what they've done with their movies. I love this whole world that they've built. I love the fact that they've built it up slowly. I love the fact that they keep adding this little bit extra things yeah. and they're kind of like, okay, we'll try this out. Are you okay with this? Okay, because we, we really... I love the fact that when they made the first one, Iron Man, they said... Okay, yeah, this is Iron Man. Um, and at the end, they have that sting with Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury, and they says, "I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative." And everybody's like, "Oh my God, they're gonna make the Avengers!" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, well, um, we would like to make the Avengers, yeah. but we have a plan to build things up and give you this, and then give you that, and then give you that. And if you like all those, then maybe we'll get to the yeah, Avengers." Because it starts adding these different elements each time, doesn't it? So yeah. it starts off like more or less the real world with real technology, yep. and then you get introduced. These, the, the, the fantastical, the supernatural gets yep. added in. So yeah. as each layer gets added on, it's like, okay, other worlds exist with Thor. Yeah. Okay, you've got aliens exist with Guardians. Guardians okay, of the Galaxy, yeah. Okay, you've got um, time travel with... Um, not time... Well, I'm thinking in... The, the, not time travel, but... Suspended animation with Captain America. Yeah, Captain America. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was, yeah. It was funny. I was actually thinking the same thing. Like in the whole, uh, a bit of I, the worst time travel actually popped into my head with Captain America. But yeah. Yes, and then you've got then this one added that extra element of like magic. Yes. And the sort of powers beyond the the physical. Yeah. yeah. So it, it so it's not it's, it's, if it went from Iron Man straight to this, you'd think what? Yeah. What's, it, going, what's on? going on? So they have done it very cleverly where they've 
because the more ridiculous the premises, it becomes less ridiculous because the steps before that have sort of have, led the have, way. Yeah, and they've sort of layered it on. They've yeah. layered bits on saying, okay, well, we're just going to keep putting these things on. They just keep layering them. Yeah, so and if you believe this is true and this is the world they inhabit, then this element is not that far... Yeah, it's, it's not that far removed. A, a, a jump from this to this. Mm. And, I, and, and they've done it very well. Because the thing is with the comics, the, there always comes a point in the comics where things become too unwieldy. They yeah. become unwieldy. The world gets too big. It starts to eat itself, and they don't really like. Oh my god! Ah. Yeah, we've got four hundred characters, all got names, and they've all got. Oh. Yeah, and it's, and it just yeah. it just gets it becomes like oh my god! They've just and those are those are bits that I always think okay, that's a point where I fall out of love with it. Yeah, and each time a new Marvel movie is released, I get worried. <laughs> I get worried that this is the point where it's going to start happening. Yeah. This is the point where it's going to get unwieldy. If they all get on screen together, you've got fifty or people all fighting for screen time, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, but and and I was like, but it hasn't happened yet. I no. mean, not with, definitely not with Doctor Strange. This has got Benedict Cumberbatch, and he plays um, he plays a very up himself neurosurgeon. Yeah, he's so, a genius at what he does. Yeah, he's a genius neurosurgeon who kind of like goes in there and he's like you know rude to all these other doctors and everything like that. He's like, yeah, I'm the, I'm like the star here. I'm yeah. like the big guy here, <laughs> and you have this whole bit where you just have him. And if anybody's ever met any surgeon, he's kind of like. He's kind of like the archetypal. He's like if you think if you think of the TV show House, he's yes. like Hugh Laurie in House. He's just kind of like so up himself, so kind of like I am great, I am awesome. You people are lucky that I'm here because mm. if not, you'd all be dead and all that stuff. And he's and he's a bit of a superstar because he is brilliant. And one night when he's having he's driving off to a thing, all from his own fault, he crashes a car. He crashes his car mangles his hands and it turns out like he has nerve damage which means that essentially it's irreparable actually. it's irreparable nerve damage and essentially he can't use his hands anymore yeah and for him as a surgeon that was his whole thing in life yeah. is i need to use my my hands are what give me meaning and yeah. he can't he use could his... get away with being awful being arrogant being because he was good yeah he was brilliant at what he did. So yeah. you could get away with all this stuff, but you take that thing away and what you're left with, you're left with just not a very nice man. Yeah, yeah. And and that's yeah. what happens. And he sort of falls into this thing Then he finds out about some sort of mystical Eastern thing in Nepal where he can go to and maybe he can have... And that's how yeah. he, he ends up being his entry into this whole world where all he really cares about is trying to find a way to fix his hands. But he ends up being introduced to this world of mystical superheroes yeah. and fighting that's Alternate going realms on and all yeah. sorts of craziness yeah and th so dr strange was written in the 60s he was created in the 60s and there was a whole bunch of uh essentially you had the 60s as we've spoken about a bit mm. on, the sh on the show and that was going on and it was all mystical and it was all weird and it was all other dimensions and transcendental levitation yeah and, and you and had yogis and things didn't you where you had you went and sat at the feet of a master who yeah. had lived in the Himalayas for 40 years without yeah, speaking the, to anyone yeah the Beatles essentially went over went to the yeah. Himalayas and that was like a big thing that was going and Dr. Strange tapped into all this and it was yeah. always the most mystical you find a master or whatever they, a guru or whatever you want to call them yeah it was always the most mystical psychedelic thing and mm. this delivers on that because there's some seriously trippy scenes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some seriously trippy scenes where he's because he shows up and he's all kind of like arrogant and he's all sort of no forget about this none of this stuff exists and it's a, pretty much like you know a typical origin story in there like you know you have a skeptic who shows up and he's all kind of like this is all a whole bunch of rubbish and then gets shown oh my word no there's actually something to this yeah. and i feel like the the the, the director and marvel are kind of clever because it's a it's a it's a superhero movie 
It's a summer blockbuster superhero mm. movie. But yet, you have these philosophical discussions that are dropped in there. Like, there's the there's a bit when I know um, when Doctor Strange shows up at uh, the, this place in Nepal where he meets this ancient order and he meets Tilda Swinton who's playing a character called the Ancient One and she starts showing him all these mystical arts and all that kind of stuff. There's a bit where essentially it's like the kind of discussion you will have between like a skeptic and somebody who believes in something. And it's just, and I, just I think it's just interesting yeah. the way that they put all these different things in there because for them, I, I feel, and this is what I always felt with Marvel, they're making something a little bit more than just a popcorn film. Yeah, they tried to make layers. They, they yeah, have layers there. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it ha- and it's got humour and it's got it, it's, the it, usual it, things where you... <laughs> Yeah, you can't help but laughing. I like the librarian particularly. I thought he was very funny. <laughs> yeah, played by Benedict Wong. Yeah, like very played by Benedict Wong, also called Wong. And yeah. it's I, I just thought there was there were they had these moments, even though it's like you know quite deep. Then it's like oh my word, this is stuff and the world might end and all that. And there's a dark. We have real power to do. Yeah. Yeah, there's a dark nations. realm that's coming, yeah. but they have these moments of just levity and these moments of just comedy in it that that crack me up because mm. Doctor Strange has this cape or this cloak that yeah, he wears. Yeah, red cape. And the cloak, the cloak he, pre- he pretty much, uh, let me put it this way, when you watch this film, one of the cutest relationships in this film is between Doctor Strange and his cloak. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so, the first time, uh, the first time they meet and there's, the, there's that whole thing where he's in the middle of a fight and he's trying to go for something and the cloak is like, it's just really, really funny. It's almost, sometimes it's almost like a Monty Python thing. But it does recognise that as well, doesn't it? Because it's the scene where he's suddenly back in New York when he's dressed in his, yeah, yeah, his yeah, new yeah. costume don't, and they're like, where have you been? Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> they they do recognize that it's a bit weird that he's come back. Yeah, he, he, and he's, he's suddenly looking like a character from a comic. Yeah, he's he's left he's left yeah. as like you know this sort of paragon of science and has come back as somebody believing in what some sort of cult yeah, now and looking like a bit weird with a red cloak on. Yeah, and you look at him, you think, well, yeah, you would look around thinking, what have I just? Is it is it Halloween? Yeah, <laughs> but I'd, and I think I would I would recommend this film, especially if you've loved the other Marvel movies. If you love your Iron Mans and your Thors and your Captain Americas, I would totally recommend watching um, Doctor Strange. Yeah, and you don't have to be someone who has fully versed in the whole universe. No, to you get don't. Because I'm one of these people who I do dip in and out of sort of Marvel. Some of them I like, and others I really like. So I have dipped in and out of the universe, and so I'm not. I don't have a comprehensive knowledge of. Of what everything means or anything like that, yeah. And I don't know the language at all. So, um, but you can just step in and enjoy it for what it is and then be amused that when they do, they make references to Thor or to the Avengers or something and you think, ah, you get it, but you don't have to get it. So it's a nod towards the world, but you don't have to be fully conversant with that world just to enjoy the film as as a standalone um, fun film. Yep, well, I would, I would, I would definitely recommend Doctor Strange. Go watch it. So you said the light at the ends of uh, the, the light, light between, between oceans. oceans. Yeah. Now this is a film that I've been really intrigued by by the the cast, well Michael Fassbender, yes. Alicia Vikander, and Rachel Weisz. Yes. I've been really intrigued by that. And I've also been intrigued by the trailer. The trailer looks like this could be it could be like a real sort of 
moral dilemma tear jerk it is. of it's a, a movie. Moral, I think the moral complexity of it is what makes it. And uh, we talked about earlier about chemistry, how some films where you see the cast and you don't get why they make the decisions they do because you don't see the relationship that we're supposed to see. Yeah. That chemistry is lacking. But here, all the relationships absolutely work. So the relation, you believe in the relationship between Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. Yeah. And when you... Um, and the other characters, what motivates them, you believe them. Yeah. And so that chemistry works. So when they have this sort of moral crisis and why, when they make choices and you understand why they make the choices they do because you see it in the context of the relationship that they're in mm-hmm. and it builds up the story really well because it starts off where you think it is just going to be a love story and then it becomes much more complex and it's a morally complex story. So you've got right and wrong and all the shades of grey in between. And you want to be able to say, no, 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 this is this is absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah. But then you've got all the emotional pulls that take, try, try, make, make in some ways the wrong decision, but for the right reasons. Yeah. So it's a morally complex film, which I liked. It doesn't doesn't talk down to you as an audience member. You are, it's it expects you to understand, as you know, the moral complexities of that, that such is life. Yeah. But it happens to be that this is set mainly on an island where he's a lighthouse keeper. So just to praise you the story, uh, very briefly, it's just after the First World War. Michael Fassbender is returned home. I believe it's like a remote part of New Zealand. Okay. Though it's not really about place or about culture. So it could be anywhere in the world where there's a lighthouse. And he's seen a lot in the war and he's happy to go to this island for six months alone with only like parcel drops every few months. But he's effectively going to be living in isolation for this time as a year because the previous lighthouse keeper has went off the rails completely nuts. Yep. And his like and his wife went completely mad. So the two of them together just fractured when they're in this isolated world with the wind constantly blowing and the sea constantly lashing them. Yeah. So it's in a wild part of the world. So he retreats there because he's been in France in this First World War and seen the horrors of the, the trenches for all this time. And then he meets this this young girl. And they, they fall in love and they get married and then they move to the island. And the story really sort of takes off from there. Um and they get into they sort of the complexities start more or less straight away into their marriage. They think it's going to be a happy marriage, but in an isolated place, and it turns out to be much more complicated than that. Oh, all right. But the performances were outstanding. It was atmospheric. It was moving. It was just a film that really drew me in, and it was a film for grown-ups, which is a change. We see so much like popcorn fodder, as you say. Yeah. And it's just refreshing to have a really brave, adult, emotional film. Okay. I loved it. Cool, good stuff. And um, quick word to say, what was the third film you mentioned? A street cat Th- named Bob. Quick word to say about it, and I mean, what about word? I mean word. <laughs> it was heartwarming. Heartwarming. Okay, cool. Because that's what the trailers look like. Heartwarming, heartwarming, good British fun. Yes, British. Yeah, all the way through. Okay, and um, I saw the. I also saw the accountant. Right, Ben Affleck. Starring Ben Affleck. Good action movie. Don't think about it when you leave the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 my. That's that's kind of, that's pretty much why I think about it. I'm kind of like, yeah, that's a good action movie, but yeah, you shouldn't think about it too much because when you start thinking about it, you think, hang on a second, what happened there, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's 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 good. Okay, and how cute is Bob the cat? The cat. Oh, he's super cute. Even if you're not a cat <laughs> fan, he just he's adorable. He is the star of the film. Well, I can imagine because it's about a guy who comes out of addiction through his relationship with a cat. Yes, the cat gives him a reason, a purpose, and a reason to live. 
And it's based on a true story. Based on a true story. The books are charming and thoughtful. And the film is, again, it it doesn't shy away from the fact that this is a man who's lived in addiction and been homeless and, you know, he falls in and out of his addiction. But this through Bob, he becomes transformed. Okay. All right. With that, we have to leave you. It is time for us to leave. And with that, we'll say get well soon. And remember, as always, they don't don't make make them them like they they used to. to.